Hallelujah. Let me say something. We love, we love this pastor and uh, his family. Love you here at this wonderful church. Just love the presence of God. You know, see, it's Jesus in you. When you, when you see the best in me, you're not seeing me, you're seeing him. Yes. See, when you see the, the, the worst in me, you're not seeing him, you're seeing me. And when we, we just see the, that of Jesus in, in people here at this wonderful, beautiful congregation, because see this, this foundation that is so powerful that you're seeing now the dimensions of what God's about to do and, and it all comes together, the red iron and the, and the brick, if it's brick, the sheetrock, all of the stuff that comes. That's really not the church. You're the church. That's just a building. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful building. It's a place where, where God ministers and moves, but the body of Christ is the church. You know the church, wherever you go, whether you go on your job, go to school, when you get there, the church is there. Jesus is there. A lot of people's always looking for a better deal, better situation. But in fact, God may have you there to win somebody. You, your your uh, diploma or your advancement from that may not ever come till that job is complete because you are the body of Christ. Yes, Amen. It's great to be amongst the body of Christ. It feels good here this morning. I, I, I want to say uh, I pray with you for the, the, the steps that you're taking, the it's just, uh, I've said to folks before <clears throat> back home, and, and can I share this with you? The, 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 uh, the time that I shared here with during the camp meeting, I told Brother David, I said, I don't know if anybody believed that, but I believed it. But I had a, it was, a, it was, a, it was an open vision, and I'd never seen Jesus I'd always prayed to see Jesus. I never saw Jesus before, but I saw him. And uh, I saw him walking with your pastor. I shared, anybody remember me telling you that? That's as real to me today as it was. I can't hardly look at him without, without, without thinking, seeing that. But I, I saw Jesus. I shared this with our church, and I got back home. I saw Jesus. And do you know Jesus laughs? I mean, he was laughing out loud. And you may think that's carnal. It wasn't. It is not. But he was walking with Jesus, or walking with Brother Jared. And Jared is a full grown. He has no hair. He's not a young man. He's full grown. And, and he's a, but he's in a little boy body, little boy frame. Maybe it was just how I saw it. But he was walking. And, and Brother Jared's doing what Brother Jared does, and he was just jumping around and, and uh, looking up with a, that big smile and those eyes just glowing. And Jesus was just absolutely laughing out loud. And it just is something that is forever in my mind. It's forever in my mind. I just wanted to share that with you again because it, you may not believe it, but I believe it. Yeah, man. I dealt with the devil one time on the side of the road. Amen. And somebody said, well, it, you know, I, I come to the conclusion, if you don't believe it, don't matter. I live the thing. Amen. It ain't going to deter me. It's great to be here. And I want us to give God a, a great hand clap of praise for your pastor, his family, this great leadership. Two services a day on Sunday. My mind, look at the number here on a uh, 8.30 service. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. So we just thank God that we're here amongst you. And I, I pray I pray we can bring something to help you this morning. We've uh, we come down just to kind of get away. But uh, I'm glad to be away right here. You're, if you remember in the camp meeting, talked about trusting God's word. And... Uh, it, it, it seemed, I struggled with that because it seemed like a, such a simple, simple word for a camp meeting to that, to that degree. But, but in that, I understood that you never graduate from trusting God's word. You never get beyond that. Don't matter where you're at, whether you're starting, whether you've been in the journey for a while or you're a veteran of this work, 
It don't matter where you're at. You never graduate from trusting God's word. Same with faith. You never finish faith. You just grow in it. Amen. You just, get, you just keep growing. And subject this morning, going to talk to you some of the same. Going to talk about the battle for the mind. The battle for the mind. If you'd be turning to Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 this morning, I, I always get nervous. Makes my throat, my mouth dry. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, I used to think that was a, a, a inferior, inferior effect. But I told one of the great shapers of my life, I asked him rather, one of the great shapers of my life years ago when he was yet alive, Brother, Brother Clendenin, I said, Brother Clendenin, I always, whether it be a morning service in School of Christ or a service at night, I would always go there early to spend time with him. And, and I asked him one morning, I said, Brother, do you ever get nervous? And he, he's been preaching since Methuselah. I mean, he's, he's, he's been at it a long time. And I said, do you ever get nervous? And he said to me, as serious as he's ever been, he said, Son, I'm scared to death right now. There was a twofold effect effect that was come upon me right then. At first, I realized, well, thank God I'm not in this alone. And it may, it's not nothing wrong about being nervous, but the second effect of that was it ain't ever going to get no better. Amen. But I just thank God for when the anointing comes, it don't matter. I was said before, I don't care if there's 10,000 out there. Amen. When God shows up with you, everything's all right. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter number 12. Amen. If, if you're able to stand, like to stand with me this morning. Romans chapter 12. Bible reads, by the writing of Paul, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, here's the text that I really want to use this morning. The Bible said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye, not somebody else, he's talking to you and I today. This word's twofold, then, now, them, us. And today he's talking to us right here today. And he said that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I thank God. Amen. We're not wandering around here guesstimating where and what. Amen. We've got the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord to direct every motion, every move, every step that we take. But there is a battle for your mind. I said there is a battle for your mind. Brother Israel, it's Brother Jared said somewhat on the, on the same, same essence of it earlier. This world that we live in, we are in a battlefield. Amen. We, we, we called to arms right now. We're not come. I mean, when, I, when you go to battle, you don't call the Girl Scouts. You want a veteran. You want a, you want a Marine to go there with you. Brother, sister, God's rearing him up an army. I mean, he's not just going to get together a, I mean, a, a few that just, that just somewhat believe. God's rearing himself up an army. But this last day thrust of the sickle said some time back the greatest effort of the, of the enemy in warfare is the beginning and then the ending. Amen. He'll, he'll throw everything he's got at it in the beginning. And before he finally waves that white flag or he falls to the battlefield, he'll throw the greatest effort in the last leg of it. Brother, you and I, we're walking in the last leg of this race. We've turned the corner. I'm telling you, the ribbon stretch, amen, heavens watching, amen, and cheering you and I on. We're about to make it home. This thing's about to wrap up. And I'm telling you, heaven's as grand as this book declared it is. Amen. Would you just reach your hands this way? Pray for me this morning. Father, we need you. 
We pray that you'd anoint this human being today to preach the word of the Lord. Pray, oh God, that you'd help us and minister to us. Minister to us, Lord, and that you would open our ears by the anointing of God. Oh, stir our hearts. Move upon our minds. Let us to know, oh God, you not left us as, as orphan children. Oh, but you're walking, oh, in this battlefield amongst us. And we give you the glory and the praise. Anoint the house. Anoint the word. Anoint this vessel. And we call, ask you in the name of Jesus. Everybody would say amen and Amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Ye may prove what is that good, that acceptable, and that perfect will of God. The high ground of battle is where the battle is won. The high ground is the advantage point. Whether some of you remember the king of the hill when you played as a child, it was there that she was at the strong point, even in play. And here the high ground of the battle of man is the mind. Talking about that this morning. It is a battlefield. I mean, the devil's not playing and, 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 and tenderfooting around on the earth today. I mean, he's come with a vengeance upon the church. There's one thing this world is after. Amen. In the, under, the, under the authority of Satan, there's one thing. We see a lot of side roads. We see a lot of this. We got a cancel culture. They canceling this. They canceling that. Amen. If you don't agree with them, not only if you don't agree, you got to embrace the thing now. If you don't embrace the thing, they'll cancel you out of the club. Amen. I'm not in the club. I'm not interested in being in the club. Amen. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Brother, sister, amen, this earth has has nothing, amen, to give you that you need eternally. I'm telling you, but God knows in this hour, in this moment, we are facing the greatest attack that we've ever faced since I was born on this earth. May I say all of us born on this earth. And the high ground of battle is where the fight is won. Now, the strategic position to defeat man is the mind. Amen, through the mind. Everything is accessible. The enemy first comes through the mind, whether it be through the ear gate, the eye gate, or through the conscience of humanity. Amen. He comes into that into that arena, and he knows there. You ever ever get out working, and you get in. Even the beast world knows that. And that that head is is the most sensitive part. I've been on dozers, been on tractors, and you bush hog through a, a, a unsuspected yellow jacket nest and all of a sudden those wild creatures no bigger than a, a an eraser have been pack a punch like a cannon and they ain't interested in hitting you in the hand they ain't interested in stinging your arm they're going for the head brother amen because they know that's the thing to bring this shot down and in all of that to know this one thing gives the Christian great advantage over the enemy because when the born again believer amen realize the primary desire desire of the powers of darkness is to control the mind. It is in that we better understand the attacks that we are facing, not on a weekly basis. Brother asked me last night how long I'd pastored. September would be 21 years. I remember very easily because in September 2000, I began. I'm an easy counter. I'm not plus not plus not. Amen. I can calculate the numbers from that. But I'm telling you this, it wasn't on a monthly basis. It wasn't on a yearly basis. It wasn't a CEO Christmas Easter only basis. I'm telling you, it's on a day-by-day basis that I pastor, that I live for God, that I walk this walk and fought this fight. Amen. And the enemy knows if he can control your mind, he will take the high ground. Amen. We see Abel able to see how the fiery darts of hell are affecting our minds. And then we can better defend ourselves. When our mind is affected, our whole body is then affected. 
When the head becomes sick, the whole body's sick. That's what's wrong with this nation right now. The head's got sick, amen, and now it's making the body sick. It's chaos, amen. There's no law. There's no order. There's lawlessness in the land. I'm telling you, in this book is the law. In this book is the rule of the land, and God still got an upper hand upon any approach of the enemy. Brain controls the whole body. And when that brain stops, the body stops, as does the mind. When the mind is disturbed, the life and whole is disturbed. You want that life messed up, mess up the mind. And this text, as much of the Bible as the Bible speaks of a constant warfare, a battlefield. Pastors kind of gleaned us into that place this morning. We are in a battlefield. I'm not going to make this any less than it is. Amen. I'm telling you, hell put a bull's eye on you back when you got born again. Amen. They want you out. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something in me greater than out there. Amen. Because God abide in you. It don't matter if he send the whole troop, 6,000 demons in a legion. Amen. The God, God that lives in you is greater than the God that lives in this world. Amen. And brother, sister, just stand. Just fight. Just believe. Just trust God and carry on as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus. Text in Romans 12 suggests that there is a struggle. And the struggle is between the conforming to the world or the proving God's perfect will. And at this point, in this age, God is not using angels to publish and advance the gospel. That'll come in the tribulation period. Let me say to you, there's, a, there's some doctrine out there saying we're three and a half years in the tribulation. Don't believe that. Yeah, man, don't believe that. Brother Jared's not getting his, slapping his wife around, dragging her through the mud and leading her to the enemy to get her to love him more. Amen. And God's not going to drag his bride through the mud of this earth. Amen. To get it to love it anymore. Amen. There will be a rapture. Amen. There is a rapture, resurrection of the church. Amen. But all of this going on. Amen. And this age that we're living in, God uses born again believers, the child of God, the Christian faith. This is why there is such the battle for the mind. Amen. Let this simple truth remain in your memory. If you hear anything, remember this. Amen. All that we must know is the devil has to do only but change your mind. That's all he's got to do. Change your mind. He don't got to get you to cheat, steal. Amen. Uh, Run in the back door of your neighbor's house. Amen. That's byproducts of changing your mind. All he's got to do is get you to change your mind about God and everything changes. Amen. I could ask the question, have you ever changed your mind? And I could answer for you and say yes. But how have we? Amen. We wouldn't want to admit how we've changed our mind about God. Amen. How we've we've changed our mind in in the ages, how we should live for Him. When I first got saved, wasn't nobody going to make heaven. Everybody's lost. Ain't nobody going to make heaven but that preacher. He's the only one. Guy at the microphone, he's the only one going to make it. Everything was sin. Everybody's out. Amen, but him. Amen, I've heard that. You've heard that if you lived in this very long. Amen, there wasn't nobody able to make it. Amen. I have to differ with that, but we look around and the Pentecostal church has changed so drastically in my life. Amen. In this young life that I live, some of you are my seniors, but in those days, they didn't allow television. They didn't allow chewing gum. Amen. You you had to to dress in the way that they desired that you dress. Amen. I'm not against that. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that. It's the house of God. I understand. But we've seen all of that. I'm not trying to bring out whether it's a debate, whether it's right, wrong, bad, good. I'm just telling you there was a change, my friend. There was a change. But to illustrate that the mind changed even in the Pentecostal church. Come on. Say amen right there. Amen. Now I don't know anybody that don't have a TV. Our culture has changed. I know drastically. I'm, I have a TV. Don't get, don't go to, don't look at me like that. I've got one. I've got a TV. 
early days, they'd say, I know the devil's in that house. How do you know? I seen his tail sticking out the roof. Amen. That was what they used to be said. Now that serpent slithered in through a cable. Amen. All that I'm saying to you, amen, it was a conforming to the world in many of the things that we moved into. And Satan is working with great success, conforming masses to the world. And over one year, a little over a year, friend, worldwide fear has blanketed this earth. Amen. You and I all know it. It's blanketed this earth as we let the lying media tell our minds to shut down for two weeks and flatten the curve. One year later, they're still peddling the same doctrine. Amen. Amen. They think you're mad if you have church. Think you're crazy if you have church. No, I just believe God. I'm the same one I used to be. I'm what I ever was. Amen. I'm not changed. I'm in, I am the same one. I believe what I used to believe. Amen. I'm not going to let a virus that lies all can kill put me out of God's house. And the greatest tool for Satan is fear. Fear clogs the mind. Fear does not allow the mind to function at its best. And fear has ruled the earth for over a year. Much of the world's voice has been from the platform of fear and unbelief. Amen. Because they don't know, brother, what to do. They don't know what to do. So when you don't know what to do, you just, I mean, you stand on the platform of fear and unbelief. And I can tell you, friends, we've been there. We have been there. Some are preaching against fear and unbelief. Amen. Some, some are preaching, amen, that you don't have to yield to every boo of the devil. And they're made the monsters. They're made the lunatics. They probably think you're crazy down here this morning for having two services on a Sunday. My God, we just haven't won. What's going on down there? They're going to have two services and even come back. That's a wild they're going to come back tonight have a baptizing service have they lost their ever loving mind oh I'm telling you if you lose it give it to Jesus amen if you lose that mind let it be in Christ Jesus because I woke up this morning I knew I was in my right mind because I'm headed to the house of God and that's the only sanity this earth knows amen some say just the fighting of fear and unbelief because that's where they are. And they just say, you are blessed and God loves you. Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper. And brother, sister, I know I'm blessed. I know God loves me, but I know I am in the greatest battle of my life. Amen. And I'm not going to be rocked and lullabied to sleep. Amen. That's what's happened to much of the earth today, much of the church today. I don't want to be critical, but much has got used to the dark. They got used to the things of this earth. They got used to a new platform. That's just how it's got to be. No, no, it ain't got to be that way. Amen. I'm just living what I always lived. I'm just believing what I always believed. Amen. Because I'm believing the word of the living God. I got to hurry. God don't operate under the mandate of man. Saul was hiding from Goliath. In the rightful position that Saul was supposed to be, he was the man that was supposed to go out in his armor and fight the Goliath out there to find his army and his land and his God. But you know what he done? He's hiding behind the rocks. He's waiting for the curve to flatten. He's got the thing shut down. He's waiting for things to get better. He's, he's, he's waiting for the governor to say it's all right. But the, one of the greatest things that grieved me, one of the greatest things that grieved me as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, the thing that's so stuck my heart was when people called of faith started believing a government more than they believed the pulpit. Oh, my. 
Oh, my. You talk about dangerous. When, pe- when, the, when the church begins to believe the government, I'm not a rebel here this morning. Amen. But when it goes against uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, I, I got to go God's way. I'm not, a, I'm not trying to disturb. I'm not trying to, amen, to disturb anybody's world. Amen. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a rebel. I don't want to be a rebel. I, I don't want to have that title, but I just got to follow God. I just got to live what I've always known to live. If I can't live for God now, I told a leadership of my organization, I said, brother, if we can't stand today, what are we going to say tomorrow? Amen. Close the door. Turn the lights out. Give it to the community. Amen. Make a community building out of it. But if it is the church of Jesus Christ, if we do believe God is the almighty, then let's just plow through the hard ground and just believe God is still God as he ever was. Hey, illustrating this change of mind. Amen. Saul was hiding from Goliath. The army of Israel was terrified at his cursing them, at his defiling them until until a little ruddy-faced opie boy showed up, amen, out of the house of Jesse. Is this him? No, that's not. Eli ain't him. Pass on. Is this him? No, this ain't him. And got all those sons by. Samuel said, who is it? Oh, you got any more sons? We got one. Amen, we put him out. He ain't big enough. He ain't smart enough. He's a nobody here. You ever felt like that? But God said through Samuel, we're not going to do nothing till you bring him to the house. And when David passed by, amen, God whispered in the ear of the old judge. He said, this would be the one anoint his head. And brother, sister, old David showed up when Saul was hiding behind the rocks. Little bitty David showed up to fight the giants of the day. The Israel, when David showed up and charged that cursing giant and cut his head off, Then Israel rose up as a body one more energized and chased the Philistine army and the mind of Israel was changed and turned back to God. That quickly, the enemy, the fierceness of a nine foot nine Philistine champion out there saying, send me a man. Send me a man. Can you imagine? Couldn't he? I don't know how to illustrate it over there. He bumped his head on that thing right there. Had a head you couldn't put in a five-gallon bucket. Hey, man. Hands big as a bear claw. Sword looked like they, they took all the metal of Philist, Philistines to build the one sword and shield. He's standing out there cursing them. Said, come on, Saul. Come out here, Saul. And when David, little David, little David showed up and they begin to mock him. Brother, anytime anybody wants to stand up and do what God's calling them to do, you'll find a mocker and a scoffer. They're going to tell you, oh, you ain't big enough. You can't do this. What do you think you are? Amen. Elijah said, I know your mischief. I know you're just out here trying to make a big show. But then he said, is there not a cause? Amen. What are you over here hiding? What has happened to you? What have happened to you, brothers? What has happened to you? Amen. Hiding behind these rocks. You are soldiers. You serve the omnipotent God of Israel. What are you thinking today? And David rose up and said, I will fight this Philistine. Somebody said, if you kill him, amen you free a debt and you get the king's wife and he said what and they said you be free of debt your father's house will be free of tax rather you have the king's daughter amen and David went out there man I, I just can you see it in your mind 
See, because the word of God to me, I had to make it real. I had to get right there with them. I had to, I had to follow David as he's going through, feeling around in the brook to find some of those stone killers. Amen. And he's and he's or, or giant killers, and he's got those five stones. And David goes out there. Don't you know there was an intimidating factor? But he's not living by fear and unbelief. Amen. That ranks with the whoremongers, the liars, amen, and all the darkness, amen, that'll take their part in the lake of fire. They're fearful and the unbelieving. Does that mean I won't ever be afraid? No, that don't mean you won't be afraid, but it means that you will go beyond, amen, what you're afraid of because you got more trust in God than you got in a Philistine giant. You got more trust in God than you got in the pressures of the warfare. And because you love him and your faith anchored in the rock, you will march on and fight the giants of this life. Would you just praise God for just a minute? Ain't it good to be a part of the kingdom? Ain't it good to be a child of God? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all fight fear and unbelief more often than we want to admit. But this text gives us word. And it's not my word. It's not Pastor Jared's word. It's God's word. The word that hangs the north over the empty place. The word that knows every star by name. The word that keeps the, 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 the planets from bumping together. Amen. And cataclysmic events happening. The same word, not our word, but the word of God says, even in our everyday world, is every day trying to conform us to what it is God says you can be transformed. Oh, I want you to hear that today. In the world that is trying in every means and measures and techniques and ways to conform your mind, God said, I'll transform your mind. Amen, like a, like a caterpillar moving into a butterfly. A bystander is a little David just coming to bring the meat and the cheese. Now he becomes a man of war. Amen, because God's had him out there. Amen, he's qualifying him. You say, what am I qualified for? Well, you fought that bear. You fought that lion. Amen, I'm telling you what. Somebody said, well, God said, I'm telling you who sent the bear and the lion. Amen, God sent the bear and the lion. Some say the devil said, no, no, God making himself a giant killer. He's got a king he's going to put on the throne. It's not man's choice. It's God's choice this time. And he's going to warm him up with a bear. And he's going to warm him up with a lion. When he hits the battlefield, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of the living God? Brother, he will take his head off. And this phenomenon takes place by the renewing of your mind. So simple. The phenomenon in Romans 12 takes place by the renewing of your mind. How? First thing, take knowledge that God didn't trouble your mind with fear to begin with. He wasn't God that did it. No, no. That was a gift of the world under the domain of Satan. God didn't have no part of that fear. He wasn't interested in you falling prey to that. Amen. And this is how God operates to renew your mind. He gives you power. He gives you love. He gives you a sound mind. Amen. I said he gives you power. He gives you love. And he gives you a sound mind. You can't just have one. you got to have all three. Amen. To have this transformation. And the mind of Jesus is not overcome by the world. Not overcome by the events of the earth. He's not in the back corner. Amen. Wringing his hands wondering what he's going to do. Let me say this. It's not a battle with him and Satan. He'd knock him into the next world if it come to that. Amen. He's just letting him do what he does for a little season of time. Then he's going to throw him into a lake of fire. God's got everything under control. Just stay with the one that's got it under control. The mind of Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 2, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. I try to pray that prayer every day, brother, sister. I try to pray that prayer every day. 
My God. No wonder Simon Peter said, Gird up the loins of your mind. Guard it. Guard your thoughts. Drill in your thoughts. Those thoughts that run wild. Drill them in. Amen. Begin to think upon the things of God. Reel them in. Amen. Don't even protect to not have been going through uncertainties and fears. Amen. I, I don't even begin to tell you that I've not went through uncertainties and fears through this time. I'm not going to try to deceive you as I'm some kind of super person or elitist or I'm special. I've went through some uncertainties. I've went through some fears. I've just not allowed those fears and those uncertainties to rule my life. I can't. I can't let it rule my life. Would it? You better believe it would. It could control my life. And you and I are in the same boat. Amen. Every one of us are living in the same world. There complaining to Moses about the manna while Moses is eating the same manna. They're complaining to Moses about everything and Moses is living in the same world they're living. Brother, sister, we're in the same world together but the antidote is, amen, he said be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. I know I gotta hurry. I don't know what o'clock is and when team... Team two comes in. I don't know all that. But Jesus will help us today. If you will be sincere, Jesus will help you. Isaiah 26 says, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me because he trusts in me. Isn't that beautiful? Would you, I don't ever do this, but you, I was just thinking this morning. Would you say this with me? God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. You believe that? That's what the Word of God said. Amen. I didn't pick up the story along the way. That's what God's Word says. And the reason that I can't watch a lot of news and the reason I can't sit around and chit-chat with unbelief is, brother says, it starts messing up my mind. It starts messing up my world. It starts trying to change. Amen. Come, somebody get me off to the side. Brother, brother Mike, what do you think about this? Oh, my, they're, they're touching my heart. I've decided I'm going to have a tape or a disc. You know, we're in the modern world. You don't have eight tracks no more. I'm going to have a this, I'm going to say, brother, this is what I, what God said through the Holy Ghost. You don't need me talking to you. You need what God says to you under the anointing of the Lord. And every one of us, friends, every last one of us, the Word of God says He will keep those in perfect peace if we'll keep our minds stayed on God. It'll mess up your world. It'll mess up your mind. You get around, you got to go to talking. First thing, it's bad. You say, it is bad, ain't it? Man, this thing is a mess. It is a mess, ain't it? Amen. Man, I'm scared. Are you? Well, maybe I am. It messes your mind up. And it'll, it'll happen as soon as you leave a service. Amen, you'll be pumped up, fired up. The anointing of God, you're going to fight a devil out in the world now. But when you get out there, the phone rings and fear and unbelief will swarm your mind if you allow it. Amen, what you do is you just swarm right back and say, Thus saith the Lord. Amen, by the power of the Most High God, I shall abide in His presence without fear and unbelief in my life. Keep in mind, starts messing up those minds. As the brother said, the emptiers come. They empty you out. They get it all. Isaiah come to Hezekiah. Heard about, what was it? Merodach Baladan. Is that his name? Pretty long name. Called him Murph for short. Merodach Baladan come. He looked it all over. Then Isaiah, the Lord, come and said, What have you showed them? He said, I showed them everything. I took them back in the back room and I showed them all the gold. 
I, I showed them where all the silver was. I showed them the great, great sacred things of God. And Isaiah said, what you showed them, they're coming to get it. Brother, don't you, amen, be like sometimes in this life we want to, amen, share our visions with unbelievers. Amen. You be careful who you share the good things of God with. They're trampling underfoot like hogs. Amen. Running to the slop trough. Amen. You and I know those that labor among us and know who we're communicating and walking and fighting this warfare with. The emptiers are come. You must keep your mind stayed on the Lord Jesus. That's where the power, that's where the love, and where the sound mind abides. And this is where the world can conform you. Because you've got the power, the love, the sound mind, because you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's every day. It's every day. Devil don't take off with Sundays. He don't take off on Mondays. It's every day. You may be thinking here this morning. Maybe saying in your mind, I don't know, Brother Mike, huh? I'm messed up. I, I'm all confused. I'm, I'm just messed up with what this world is doing. I'm, I'm fighting depression every day. I know people like that. And you're looking at one. If I didn't have Jesus in my life, I'd be messed up. He's the only one keeping me sane. I can't go out into the world. Besides the devil kill me, I'd be a mess. I'd fall apart. If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd fall apart right now. And you may be saying, none of this makes any sense in my life. Nothing. Somebody's saying this way. Somebody's saying that way. Somebody's saying in, out. I don't know what to believe. You may come this morning sitting in these seats hearing me scream. I'm saying to you, if you'll surrender your personal diagnosis of everything, if you'd surrender your view and your take and your personal diagnosis and breakdown of everything and totally submit to Jesus, I'm going to tell you some good news. He will accept you as you are. He will accept what you have. And he'll accept what you know. And he will begin to transform you as you renew your mind. How do you know that? Sister, turn that up with me, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12 says, For if there be first a willing mind. If there first be... Well, what I'm saying, I'm saying, if you'll come, if you'll lay your personal... Leave out what Grandpa Fred said. Grandpa Fred might have been right, but he might have been wrong. Leave out your personal diagnosis of everything and come and submit totally to Jesus and he will accept you just as you are. You don't have to have 12 steps forward. You don't have to go through the program. You don't have to, I mean, you don't have to get a scholarship from the church. He will accept you as you are. He'll accept what you have and he'll take what you know and then the transformation in your life and the word of God said if there first be a willing mind it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not and in you and me is the power of the yielding of the mind God left that to us he shared a lot of things with man he allowed you the power of procreation he allowed you the power of choice. You don't have to be at church this morning. Yeah. You can quit right now if you want to. I told some young girls, I saw them backsliding. They're sitting in the church backsliding. They started missing Wednesday. And I said, you know, that's convenient. I'm, I'm too tired. Start missing Sunday night. Yeah. Then it's an occasional Sunday morning. Then for long, ain't nothing but hypocrites over there at the church. Anyway, I can live for God right out here. I can live for God just as well as him right here on the creek. Catching these fish, especially if they're biting, I can live a lot better for them. And I told them, 
I'm leaning over the outside. There are three of them there. I said, hey, girls, let me ask you something. I said, what would you think if you heard tomorrow Mike Chisholm quit? He just quit. He just quit God. One of them said, Brother Mike, that'd break my heart. I said, now you know what I feel. They stood there a little while. Then they walked on in the backslidden world. But I let them know. And little what it was doing to me. But all that it was doing to God. And it's just as easy for you to say today. Because God gave you free moral choice. You can quit anytime you want to. I told this story. It's so good to be in a place that's not heard all my stories. At home, I just say, now, if you've heard this, there'll be some people in the Holy Ghost amongst me. I said, now, you just grin and nod like you ain't never heard it before. But me and my youngest boy went over a place nearby. I was wanting to buy wood lay. Got over there. It's a piece of junk. I wouldn't have carried it home if they'd gave it to me. But uh, I drove in. I saw three deer, three or four deer in a pen, chain-link fence about that tall. Four-foot ch- I told, I said to Corey, I said, look at that. What in the world? What keeps those deer in that pen? Fat as I am, I could jump over that thing. And I said, I'm going to find out. Well, I said, I'm not interested in that woodlay you got, but I want to ask you something. <clears throat> what keeps those deer in that pen? As a neighbor. One that owned it lived next door. I said, what keeps those deer in that pen? One word, love. He said, if you could only see when that, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a man or woman, they come out to feed them deer. They said they just run and bounce all around it. Feeds them. They could, go, they could leave any time they wanted. But the love of Christ constraineth you this morning. The love of Christ keeps you. You could go sin as well as anybody else, but the love of Christ constrains you. And that, that working on my mind is every day. You don't graduate. You don't ever get beyond that. It's the same as trusting God. It's the same as faith. You never, you never graduate from that in this life. And the big question is, if we got the power of the yielding of the mind, to whom will we yield it to? The world to conform it or God to transform it? Because the work of Satan through the world is to conform it subtly, fleshly, but the work of the Spirit is to transform the mind. By the renewing of your mind, you became the proving ground that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Brother, would you come play, please, with one of these ladies real quickly? I don't know if I'm, am I messing up the program? Leave it to me to mess the program up. I was thinking, Maybe early this morning, late last night. I don't know. I was remembering a message. Old preacher Mays Jackson. You ever ever heard him? Old preacher Mays Jackson preached. He's done going on with the Lord. I was very young in the Lord, and a a good friend of mine gave me that tape. See, it it tells my ancient, uh, how ancient I am because it was a cassette tape. I listened to that. The title of it was, when God set your barley field on fire. And he referenced in text when Absalom had called for Joab to come and he wouldn't. And he called him again, he wouldn't come. Second time, and he sent his servants and said, Go burn Joab's barley field. When Joab came to Absalom, he said, Why did you? Burn my barley field, he said, because I bid you to come. And you wouldn't. 
I'm telling you, there's a barley field in every here. I'm not telling you God's a killing God. I'm telling you, God's a God of love that can get our attention. But he told the story of a man by the name of Joe, which was a friend of his, and I thought it fit this morning. Don't making up your mind. Whether you're going to chase the world or you're going to chase God. He said that Joe called him. He told him he's run on to him rather. He said, You still going to church down there, Joe? He said, No. They made me mad down at the Sunday school class, and I ain't going back. He said, Joe. God has set your barley field on fire. I'm not going back. Sometimes rock don't see. We think that everything moves at the pace we think, but sometimes it's down a yonder. It's a little bit up the road. And the reality of this, this ain't this ain't some made up story. This is real life. The wife was still going to church. She still continued. She became the priest of the house and she continued to serve God. And Joe called Mays Jackson one night in a hotel room, found him. He said, he said he was destroyed, crying, all messed up. And he said, God, or, or Mays, God just set my barley field on fire. He said, what happened, Joe? He said, well, I was on the porch the other day. Worked the night shift, and I was going to, about to go to work. And said, my, my boy, come up to me, my little boy. Said, Dad, do you want to go play ball with me? He said, no, son, I've got to, I'm going to read the rest of this paper. I've got to get ready going to church or going to work here in just a little bit. He said, Maze, in a little while, I just went on reading my paper. In a little while, I heard that boy sniffing, whimpering, pulled that paper back down. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, Dad, I don't care if you play ball with me, but will you go to church with us Sunday morning? He said, Maze, I said, young man, I'll put the clothes on your back, food on your, on your plate. Shoes on your feet. Don't you ever ask me to go to church again. Boy, it's amazing how quick a person falls, ain't it? You know what happens in a backsliding condition? You become what you detested the most. That thing you hated the most, you become. Seen it too many times. And he said, Maze, I pulled that paper back up in my face. And I went in my own world. And I said, I heard an 18-wheeler begin to start locking it up, screeching those brakes, and I pulled it down just in time to see my little boy knocked into the ditch for that truck hitting him because that ball bounced out in the road, and he went to get it and got run over. He said, I run as hard as I can run to that ditch and grabbed him up and said, son, son, he's drowning on his blood, maze. I said, son, is there anything daddy can do for you? He said, Dad, will you go to church with me this Sunday? And he breathed his last breath. Man, it's a bad decision. It's a bad decision. Him and changed that mind in a bad way. But at that funeral, Maze went in and done the funeral, and they, they lost track of Dad, and, and they begin to wonder about him and wonder where that he was. And somebody said, well, maybe he's back out at the cemetery and they went out to the cemetery and that fresh dirt piled up and he has kneeled down, had a Bible spread open and they walked up. When they walked up, they heard him say, where he leads there shall I follow. I'm telling you, friend, make the right choices and make the mind toward Christ. My God, don't let the world conform your mind today or tomorrow. For the days to come, will you stand together with me this morning?